beautiful people and fellow winers, and welcome to another episode of A Little Something to Wine About with your hosts, Siobhan Camille. And Ty A. Michelle. Where we wine, W-I-N-E, about life, relationships, beauty, health, everything, family, and more. Because sometimes you just need to wine a little. Um, today, as you can see, if you are joining us, please join us on YouTube as this isn't in color. This is our monthly wine outs, wine tasting. We got bottles and some food. We pop bottles, eat bottles. Indeed. <laughs> so grab a glass of your favorite red, white, or rose or something new. Grab something new like we are. Uh, whether this is your first time or your return fellow winer, grab it. Join us on the couch. Hi, everybody. No, I haven't drinking, but it's December and <laughs> it's my month. Duh. Um, that's why she matches the everything's red. You match everything is <laughs> that. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a whole lot of holidays. <laughs> and I have not decorated my house yet. I'm late, but I got it. Trust me. Anyway. Hope y'all doing good. We're about to taste all this stuff. Um, of course, we, we don't have the chicken this time. I know the last time you saw us with the chicken grease and, uh, and we was, yeah, you missed the chicken. And, you know, it was good. But we decided to keep it simpler today because we have more wines. And, of course, we have our trusty question bowl. And I am going to decorate this to make this look cute. As soon as the holidays are over and my schedule frees up slightly. Um, <laughs> look, slightly, just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, but as you can tell, normally we have four guests for our wine out. This time we honed it down to just the three of us, just the three of us, just the three of us, just the three of us. So uh, we have our wonderful guest here who is absolutely no stranger to Z-Bot cause. Last week or last month, you saw Z-Husband. Now you see Z-Boo-Friend. <laughs> welcome, welcome, you, welcome, you, welcome. You. I appreciate the warm welcome. Of course, of course, of course. I was on with a <laughs> Sorry, Z-Husband <laughs> had to go to Z-Work. Uh, <laughs> so for our first wine, we are going to try my Mommy Christmas cocktail. What's it called again? Mommy's Happy Mommy's Juice. Happy Juice. Mommy's if you want to call it Mommy's Holiday Happy Juice, you can do that too. But it's called Mommy's Happy Juice. Happy Juice. Mm. <laughs> I have not had anything to drink, I promise. Happy Juice. And I have already did the mixture of um, apple cranberry, um, a pinch of grapefruit juice, and the wines are Riesling and a fruit champagne. So we've already mixed it. Um, so this will be our first wine or wine tell that we are tasting this evening. Yeah. Along with, we're going to give our guest of honor first pick of our wonderful holiday questions. All right, let's see. Let's see. Mm. Just to <coughs> Maybe I should take a sip before I mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a little nervous. <laughs> it's holidays. Right. That'll be good. What's your favorite holiday snack or candy? Ooh. Mm. Uh, snack, dessert, 
Stove falling. It's so I mean, baked you know, goods. You know. you, okay. Oh, what you talking about? Sweet potato pie. I would knock somebody's head off. Or wow. Sweet potato pie. He, he's going to no get that. Yeah. yeah. on the sweet potato pie. That was easy. Pie. Well, we did talk about sweet potato pie in one of our, in our fitness during the holidays. If you haven't checked oh, that out, we had a whole thing about yeah. pumpkin versus sweet potato. No. no. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like I would try it then, like, hold on. Yeah, that, that's, that's a thing. Ball. That's a thing. So, what's yours? Um, gingerbread cookies. But listen, I don't want no frosting on my gingerbread cookies. I'm sorry. I don't like frosting on my cake. You know, I don't like frosting. I really don't like that much sugar. Like I don't like frosting. It's, it's a whole so thing, as Michelle would say. I don't like frosting. I, I don't really like frosting on chocolate cake. I just, you made it, so yeah, I, was, I let it She happen. was doing the blue fern thing. I hope it was a nice cake. It was a nice cake with frosting. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you try to make sure you just put the layers on top of each other and cut it. They ain't got to sit together, you know? They don't need it. They don't need anything separated. Don't put that sheet <laughs> of that white frost in between. Just let them be naked like next to each other. Naked. Continue making the cakes the way that you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna say gingerbread. But I have to put a caveat that it has to be thawed. So it either has to be fresh and hasn't hardened yet, or it's got to be stale. <laughs> <laughs> that fresh fresh like in the middle it's like I don't like it or you finally fine. You were looking for the last time that you did. I it was. I ordered it <laughs> around December. Uh-huh. And because of COVID, you know, it didn't get there until like the end of January. Oh wow. So it was stale and she loved it. And I loved every part of it. I loved every part of it. Oh goodness. So for me, okay. I I'm I'm not a sweet person, but I'm a sweet person. It's weird. So my favorite holiday is the gingerbread cookies, but I like the gingerbread cookies from I think it's Hostess or Little Debbie's that makes them the little small ones Mm -hmm. with the white frosting Mm -hmm. because they're always soft. Mm. They are always soft. So those like you do a tray and they do that frosting on them though. And I like it because it's not like it's a thick layer of frosting. It's literally like the perfect amount. It's very thin. I know it's, those are awesome. And kryptonite for me. Um mm. that is something that I look for. Like if I see it throughout the year, I won't get it. Mm-hmm. But Christmas time, it it's like yay! That and a nice cup of hot chocolate, no whipped cream, no marshmallows. I mean, it's a snack for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Now, I also like oatmeal raisins. So a good oatmeal raisin, that's my favorite cookie. I'm, I'm like you, Kevin Sage. Oatmeal raisin is the, of all cookies. It's up there. Um, so give me that and a good oatmeal raisin cookie. Uh, I'm in heaven. I am in heaven. I'm in heaven. <clears throat> as far as cake goes, um, I mean, it's just your favorite snack or cake. Look, we're, we're, oh, candy. That's what it was. So my favorite holiday candy is so traditional. It's stupid. It's peppermint. The candy canes. Uh, the yes. regular classic peppermint candy canes. 
I don't want them in my hot chocolate. Don't put them in my tea. Don't put none of that. Just give me the regular candy cane and don't psych me out and give me the red and white candy cane that tastes like Starburst, Skittles, oh, and yeah, holiday nah. flavors. No, 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 no. Just give me the regular peppermint candy cane. I love them. And not the minis. The regular side, because the minis taste oh, different. Yeah, they, they do, do taste they different. Do. So, and I don't like the peppermints that's filled with the stuff, like the big jumbo peppermint in general. You know how they have the big jumbo. Peppermint. I like the bigger I jumbo can't peppermint. Stand them. Um, I don't. I think, and I think it's because when I was younger, I was choked on the candy cane. <laughs> So I don't like, I don't like it. yeah, like my, I was running. Don't oh, run and eat candy. Please, right. no. I was running. I was running. I was running and it didn't go up. And so I was like, oh, no. So that was a scar for me. I will say to that, though, it's got to be peppermint. I hate experiment one. Don't give me green. I can green. Can, 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 I, I, I have to be in the mood for that. That is like, oh, God, I don't have nothing else. Okay. I definitely do like the candy cane. There's only one other candy cane that I like and stop making it. And a lot of people don't like the flavor anyway. That's butterscotch. Oh. But if I but that's the thing. If if somebody ever offered me hard candy and said which candy do you want, it would be butterscotch. It would be butterscotch or uh were the, what was it, originals? The, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. those. So but they made a candy cane one year and uh-huh. it was the butterscotch flavor. And for me it was awesome. I was like, oh, this is great. But outside of that, Traditional peppermint. I, I don't want that starburst, strawberry, cherry, none of that stuff. Just give me the candy cane. Mm-hmm. I don't like the big ones, but I don't like the mini ones. I like the regular size. Yeah, just, just you know, it's just look. that's fine. And if you <laughs> put it in a tea, it has to be peppermint tea. I don't want it in okay, anything. I don't want that. it in yes. hot chocolate anything. Just set it over there. Do you prefer a white Christmas or a warm Christmas? Ooh. I go first. Um, so because I'm from DC, we don't really have, well, we've had some warmer Christmases, but it wasn't like warm, like Florida warm. You know, but it was, you know, warm for December. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really have, contrary to a lot of people's beliefs, we don't really have a lot of white Christmases. A lot of times it doesn't snow, snow to like January, February, March. Like sometimes mm-hmm. late January, February, March. Um, uh, so for me, it's going to be, it doesn't matter. <laughs> because I've had a white Christmas and I was like, oh, it's snowing. It's Christmas time. But Christmas is so much around my family. Mm. We open our gifts in the house and then it's like, boom, we're off to normally my mom's house. You know, so grandkids for the most part, they'll open up the rest of the gifts. Um, But that's where we spend it. Like, 
we haven't really had like a snow snow, but we can be like, okay, everybody go outside and like have a whole snowball fight. But it's been like, oh, it's snowing. I can wear my new scarf. <laughs> and it's not going to stick, so who cares? So, and that's usually how the white Christmases go. I would love to do a Christmas in a warmer place. When I was younger, we did Christmas in North Carolina, like every, almost every two or three years. Like my dad would literally pack up all of our Christmas gifts <laughs> and the truck, put us in the truck with our suitcases, with my mom. And we would go to my grandmother's house in North Carolina and have Christmas there. So we, you know, got the whole open the gifts, everything went to North Carolina. But then that's a warmer Christmas because it's not, it's not. Right, like, but that's what I'm saying. That's, that was warmer, but I was so young. I remember the trips, mm -hmm. but I don't remember us like making the weather a big deal. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those, I, I guess as an adult, maybe it would matter a little bit more. Um, I, as an adult, I would love to like go to like a Hawaii or something for Christmas just to experience it and like actually take notice of a difference. But as a child, as long as I got gifts, I ain't care. Okay, that's that's where I was. That's where I stand. So, but I can understand those who haven't had the white Christmas experience. I'm gonna say. Um, I've had both experiences. <laughs> oh God! Uh, for those who know, I'm from the tundra originally. Okay, so I will just say snow is serious where I'm from. It is a religion, if you will, <laughs> because it will force itself upon you. Matter of fact, for those who are like, oh, uh, uh, I'm from upstate New York, people, it's cold. And one year it snowed on Mother's Day. Mm. Mm. That yes. That's where I'm from, people. Okay, so to my people who may be listening from Montana, the mountains, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but I will also say that about three, four years ago now, my mom and I spent Christmas in Jamaica. Mm. We took a trip intentionally uh -huh. to do Christmas in Jamaica and see what a warm Christmas is. Uh huh. It was awesome. Okay. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> It was great. Um, they not paying me to say this, y'all, but if you do go to Jamaica or, and they and they have different places, go Rio, R-I-U, hotels, resorts, all inclusive is awesome sauce. When I tell you that they have liquor in your room and they will refill it, that's what I mean. And then when I tell you you could get up at 8 a.m. and get you a drink at the bar, any bar, it's a bar, every, that's what I mean. It was an awesome Christmas, guys. We were not sober the whole time. It was me and my mommy. It was me and my mommy. Hi, Those mom. are the best trips. It was awesome, just the two of us. As a true mother-daughter time, I'm so grateful and thankful that we had that opportunity. And I think it made me appreciate a warm Christmas. And I guess to, to Michelle's point, I don't necessarily care now. I think because I grew up in the tundra to me, it had to be a white Christmas. Like, what you mean? There's no snow, what do you mean? And then if you get older, you know, you watch the Hallmarks or the Lifetimes or any of any of the holiday movies, a lot of them take place in Colorado, the mountains, something cold and all that. It's always the snow. And even if it's in warmer climates, people always do the fake snow and all of this stuff. Um, 
I really had the snow. And let me tell you what the problem is, the snow. <laughs> Guys, white Christmas tonight is going to be white on Christmas. It's going to be white today for all the Kwanzaa up until New Year's, after New Year's, to Valentine's Day. Like, but it's not just, if it was just like white Christmas, you know, like while you sleep and Santa comes, Santa comes, brings the snow, it's there for a day, yay. And then, you know, midnight on the 26th, it's, snow has melted. That's not real. So I don't think I really mind where it is. I think okay. to me, it's just really about, you know, spending time with people that you care about and just having, just having time off from work, having time off from school, just having time off. Okay, that's that's where it is. What about she? Nah, yeah, close stuff in your face. I apologize. No, you. Um, so look, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I gotta say this: If I'm going to Florida, it had better not be a white Christmas. Period. <laughs> if I'm going to a cabin, it had better not be 110 degrees. <laughs> right. That's the best way I can put it. It just depends on what the plans are at Christmas. If we're at home, it can be either or. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna get mad. It can be either or. And again, white white Christmas is not just white Christmas. It's white Christmas the day before, or two days previous, and then the day after. And at some point, we got to travel roads and get back to work and so on and so forth. I don't want to be driving snow all the time. Mm. But, you know, if I'm going for that whole Hallmark moment, you know, I, I want the whole cheesy holiday. And as I said, like that, but they're nice. I want the white Christmas. I want the snow. I want everything with that. That's what I'm going for. We're in a cabin. We're up in the mountains. I'd like to see it. I don't want a snowstorm. That's, you know, because we still have to drive back in that. You know, snowstorms bring other issues I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if I'm going to Hawaii or if I'm going to Florida or if I'm going to the islands, I don't want to deal with snow. Okay. That no. seems like that would be a little traumatic. So you want it, whatever your environment whatever is. Whatever the environment the is. I want it to be to consistent. Yes, it needs to match. It needs to match. I don't know. Y'all remember Home Alone? You remember Home Alone when they went for the vacation in Florida and it was raining? I don't want that either. That's what I said. That's why you said no rain. No, so, no rain. No rain. You know, I just wanted to be consistent. That's it. Okay. Okay. Well, there you have it for that one. <laughs> Consistency. Consistency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Like, I, my biggest issue with a white Christmas, to be honest with you, is the people who can't drive. <laughs> it's not even the snow. Like, I love, like, to, I do like it when I wake up and I go, oh, it's like flurry coming down. But stay flurries. But that just makes the point that because most people aren't driving on Christmas. It's because that white Christmas is not just Christmas. Yeah. Especially if it snows and it sticks and from where I'm from, it snows and it sticks. <laughs> people can't drive. No, they cannot. Mm -mm. They cannot. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Okay. So let's move on to the next. Everybody next ready? One. Next one. Okay. So, should, is it my turn? So, so Michelle. It's my yes. turn. Oh. Third oh. one, third question. Mm. Oh, wait, I got two. Okay. Oh, this is pretty handwriting. This is not my question. <laughs> What's your best holiday memory? Dun, dun, dun. Mm. 
I mean, per order, I should go first, but given that was my question and my nice head right, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Right. Nothing went worth first or last time. So, you wonder what the funny thing is? <laughs> my best holiday memory was finding out there was no Santa Claus. Oh. That was my best holiday memory, and I'm going to explain to you why. Oh, because yeah, so, most people, that's not the best home they can no, Because when you get to a certain age, you start to speculate things. And especially if you're the type of person that you go, okay, one plus one is two. So why is it three over here? Okay. If you're telling me it's one plus one, I, I, it's two. But I see three. I don't understand. Somebody fell in the gap. This is not making any sense. I had already speculated. And nothing made sense. You know, he comes out of chimney. We don't have a chimney. <laughs> um, you keep the doors locked like Fort Knox. Now there's two doors <laughs> with two dead bolts. I stayed up one night, the whole night. Now, I think I may have fallen asleep for about 10 or 15 minutes. And I think, you know, somebody made a move on it at that point. But I knew something didn't add up. So the one time that I found out, my, my, my father still tried to play it off. Oh, we just left this here. We got to put it together. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Look, let me get the sugar driver real quick. My father kept trying to tell me, no, you just got to go back to bed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because at that point, I knew. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so how long are we going to play this before you finally admit? Because I knew this. Mm-hmm. And now I walked into it. And I put together my own power wheel because he was putting it together. And I was like, I love tools. So I figured I'd just work on it with him. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with this little lie. He just left this here like this. I got it. Yeah, I got it. And to me, I guess it's... Said I put together my own power wheel. Yeah, my own power wheel. I just sat down with them and started screwing the stuff in because I knew, it, you know, they still tried to play it for a while, but I was like, So yeah, your dad okay. was saying like you were the elf, but you had... Pretty like, much. They pretty much. Gonna, they pretty much. They, they, they were not going to admit it. I don't think They're they admit it for a couple of years. We are going to ride this out. They tried, to bring it, they tried to bring it to me later. It was like, hey, look, we just want to let you know there is no Santa. And I'm looking at them like, I just want to let you know that I knew that 10 years ago. Right. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so that is one of my it's one of my best memories. Okay. Um Michelle, because I still got to mind. I just I wrote the question. As far as best holiday memory. Um mm. so it's not actually Christmas. Mm. Um it's more so long Thanksgiving because so my parents are from North and South Carolina, my dad's from North Carolina, my mom's from South Carolina. So most of the time we spend Thanksgiving in South Carolina with my grandma. If we're not home for Christmas, then she comes here if we if we are home. If we aren't home, we're more than likely visiting. When we were younger, we were visiting uh, my dad's side. So it was always one or the other for the holidays mm-hmm. but as we got older um we didn't go for christmases as much to north carolina but thanksgiving in south carolina with my mom's side even to this day uh this year it's always been a thing um so when the pandemic hit it was like oh well we are actually like everybody's at home so that was a little bit of a shock because we were always used to being with my uh, grandmother. Um, so it's between that and my grandmother's actual birthday. My mm-hmm. grandmother's birthday, I know that's not a holiday, but it's a time where 
everybody goes down to South Carolina because her birthday is at the end of March. And the March in South Carolina is fairly warm. Right. So, um, and during that time, we cook like it's Thanksgiving. Oh, or we'll be on the grill like it's a grilled out thing, cook, cookout Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, and it's a whole feast, but it's always for grandma's birthday. Sometimes we do a banquet hall, sometimes we do it at her house. When we do it at her house, though, it's more fun. And that's the memory or the time that I want to speak about because we started a tradition of kickball, the adults mm. versus the children. So when we were children, all the grandkids were against the parents. So it was a thing, and we were so, you know, we were little, like, oh, my God, they're always winning. And this is that, yeah, you know, they're bigger, they're stronger. Like, we won't beat y'all this year. So it was always that. So to the point where now the adults versus the uh, children are us as the adults versus our children. And now the grandparents like my mom or grandma are now sitting down watching and sometimes they interfere in the game and try to cheat for the kids. Like <laughs> it's a whole thing. So um it, it's we play kickball, we play dodgeball, we play red light, green light, we play four corners, and this is all out front of my grandmother's house in she had a big yard. So for me, I know my grandmother's birthday isn't a holiday for everyone else. <laughs> but for my holiday, that's the holiday. That's the one. And it's the best memories because, like, it's been times when I say family, you know, family, we feud, we fight, we argue, we disagree, you know, just like every other. And some of them have been rough. But on the day that that event happens, it's like that core. Bottom line, no matter what, we're still a family, we're still a family and we can still come together. So I might not like you, but if you pitch in and it's my turn to go and we just had it out, I'm about to kick this ball. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's another way, it was another way to take out, you know, those aggressions kind of right. and still bring it all together, you know, where you end up laughing and joking. You move past things. I'm not saying that that solved everything, but it was that thing that kept you uh, connected. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was, that's my like holiday memory is like grandma's birthday is coming. See, you know, we, I guess birthdays weren't real. Well, number one, you said holiday. I wasn't thinking about birthdays. I always keep them separate. Yeah. Um, and our holidays, as far as the family, was always outside of my folks. Anything outside of there, my folks and my father's side of the family mm -hmm. always felt genuine. Mm -hmm. But my mom's side of the family always was generic. It was mm -hmm. always generic. It was, <laughs> it always was. So, and because my mom's side of the family was always next door to us, mm -hmm. that was the first that you don't see, mm -hmm. it, it, it always started off generic. Mm -hmm. So, but my folks, like they always had a tradition, I had a tradition where, you know, Santa comes and <laughs> there's a curtain up, <laughs> there's, there's a curtain up to, uh, we had like a sunken living room. So it was a curtain up where the sunken living room was. And you could see the lights flashing through the curtain, but you couldn't see anything else. And my father always did this thing at like 12 or one o'clock, he would shake the jingle bell. We had big, big reindeer sized jingle bells and he, <laughs> 
kind of let us know, like, hey, it's been done. And then now we're anxious, now we're half awake and stuff. And we would run down, and it was always a plate of eating cookies, mm-hmm. you know, with with uh, milk that was halfway down. So I think my father was lactose intolerant. And I think oh, I'm in this for a while. So, but then it was always, and this was the coolest thing because I never knew who wrote it. It was always a letter that was backwards. It was written backwards. The letters were backwards. It was a mirrored letter mm-hmm. every year. That was awesome. I'm not going to lie. But it was like, as soon as that was done, then all of a sudden we got here and put our clothes on and stuff and go over to grandma's. And outside of my grandma, because I love my grandma to death, once family came in there, it was just real generic. It was like, oh, here's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, we're not there for the gifts. And we're kind of like, <laughs> and we lived next door to each other, but it was real generic. My, um, the father's side of the family was different because we just went down to his mom's house and she always had like she always overdid Christmas. Like you, you would just have chess boards, whatever game boards is out. Um if, if you had Nintendo, she gave Nintendo games. It might have been a game that she didn't really know what it was, you know. This wasn't Super Mario, this is Super Mac. That's what you're playing, <laughs> you know, it was a five or ten dollar game. But it didn't matter because she would go and pile up on it. And you would just go through you like she would be like, here's your stuff. You know, and she just wanted to see the smile on your face. That's it. And you know, you got stuff. As a kid, you got stuff. You That's got, all I got. I got stuff. stuff. Yeah, you got stuff. But like birthdays, what do you do? Well, I'll say so. Uh, my favorite holiday, uh, I'll be real quick, was my favorite holiday memory was actually Halloween. That's my favorite holiday for anybody that doesn't know. <laughs> The cosplayer in me, the calm <laughs> person in me, the dark, mysterious thriller lover in me, the, I can't think of his name, but the guy who did the voice, the thriller, him, Vincent Price. The Vincent Price in me loves Halloween. I grew up in the Chandra, let me reiterate, <laughs> and Halloween didn't always love me. So here's the, here was, here's the truth of my childhood, guys. I was sick most times. <laughs> I was always sick most of like no fail, no fail. I got sick. And it was because as a child, I always got sick. I always got a cold, let me be clear, around when the seasons changed. And in New York, or where I was from, in upstate New York, that was always in October. The seasons went dramatically. There's a joke upstate that you have two seasons, summer and winter. That is it. You do not have spring, spring is a week, fall is a week. So that drastic change from like, oh my God, it's 100 degrees, it's 90 to 100 degrees to like, it's negative four. That quick drop, my, your body, my body reacts every year. And that always happened around Halloween. So I was sick most of my Halloween. I had three Halloweens as a minor. And I can't even necessarily say a child because one of them, I was 17 and I still went, I still went to two. Y'all kiss my butt. <laughs> I was 17 years old. And I remember this lady was like, aren't you a little old? I said, y'all know my story. Y'all know my story. Like, y'all know my story. Y'all know my story. This is how we know a three. I gotta make a count. This is it. Right. This is over. Right. 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 After this, after this, right. y'all know my story. Just fill it up, lady. Just fill it up. Okay? She's taking it She's so crazy. Y'all know my story. But I had two Halloween's that I really remember. And I remember one, um, the one that sticks out the most was my my friend, Tamaya, and Tamaya at the time. 
her parents got her parents had like a lot of kids. They had like five kids. That's a lot of me. That was such a lot of me back in the day. Maybe not so much now. Look around. But it's still a lot. It's still a lot. But um they had a van. And I remember they picked me up in the van. We was out. Like normally, you know, you walk in the streets. We didn't walk a block while they trailed us. And then it was like get in the van, we're going to this other neighborhood. Smart neighborhoods. Like, I was excited. Like, as a nine-year-old who doesn't really get Halloween, I think that was maybe my second one. I think I had Halloween when I was six, when I was nine or ten, and then not again until I was, like, 17. And I got a costume every year in the hopes, and I always ended up not deathly ill, guys, but too sick to go outside and walk around. And I say that because I would basically be handing out candy to other kids. Like, kids would come trick-or-treat, and I would be the one answering the door in my Cleopatra costume. And I really remember that year because I remember my Cleopatra costume because I was really excited. Like, I waited till the last minute to get it. I got it, like, the week before. There were barely any costumes even left. I got mostly the head the head beads and, like, the thing. And it was, like, the rest I kind of had to make shift. And I was pumped to do it. And I got sick on the 30th. Wow. And I was like... And so I remember that one because kids came trick or treat and I handed out candy. She was throwing candy at kids. I was though. I was actually really nice because by that point, I think I was like 13. I was accustomed. By the time Cleo, I decided to do Cleopatra. I was accustomed to, I'm going to get sick. It's just a matter of time. But I think um, my best Halloween, mem- my best holiday memory is Halloween when I actually got to go trick or treat. Okay. Nice. Okay. Thank you. As you can see, look. It's a holiday. <laughs> the holiday is a holiday. That's what it is. Mm. Um. All right, fourth. Fourth. But it's a break. Yeah, breaking in between there, right? Because that's yeah. Oh yeah. Oh god. All right, so we are on fourth one. Fourth question from Fran. All right. Where would you like to spend the holidays if you could be anywhere in the world? I like how my questions never get picked until like today. <laughs> All three of my questions have got. Yeah, I don't think any of mine. Um, <laughs> um, where would you like to spend the holidays? I know I, I asked this as a wanderlust. Y'all know I'm a wanderlust. I'm the road runner, as Michelle. Yes. So, and because again, I spend it in Jamaica, here, there, and everywhere. So I'm curious. Okay, so I don't remember the location. But this wouldn't be, this depends on whether I have the kids or not. So, all right. So if I don't have the kids, I would like to go spend the holidays in the glass angel joints. The ones that's mm-hmm. like the yes. yes, yes. I would love to go there because I feel like that could turn out to be a very interesting weekend. That could be a, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Somebody get pregnant. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you say hands me. I'm gonna just put my ratchet. Sorry. <laughs> she comes is... out periodically. <laughs> hey, I'm good. All right. So look, if it was the kids, though, I want to do the whole cabin setting, but also have the options of going out to ski, be active. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want to be stuck in the house. I don't want that type of snow. <laughs> but the type that you can still go up, ski, sled. That type of thing. I believe that they would enjoy it. I would enjoy it. I think everybody that would come would enjoy it. You know, but I don't know where. I don't really have a select place. Just mm-hmm. I mean, anywhere that snows a lot, there's cabins, which yes. that's a that's and a lot. Tubing, that type of stuff. So, so yeah. 
I'm gonna say, um, I got no kids. So I ain't worried about that part. I'm gonna say, if I can buy somebody watch Roman, um, Iceland or Greenland. And the reason being that they had um, that lagoon. You know, I, I think it's in Iceland. I'm pretty sure it's in Iceland. They have the the heat spring lagoon. I think that would just be a nice place to spend it. I know a lot of people go there as a tourist attraction. So, mm -hmm. you know, meet people that you have it. And I also realized when I went to Jamaica, I met that's why I can't remember if it's Iceland is green. Greenland is ice. So yes. I think it's Greenland. But I could be wrong. I thought this one was actually in Iceland. It might be. You might With be right. Heat. You might be right, because so I want to know that it's in Iceland. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's what it is. Okay. Okay. Right. I, I, I know certain blue lagoon in Iceland would be nice. Um, and then you just see Iceland in general. And I, I knew somebody in Iceland a long time ago. I could say, How are you in, in Iceland? Uh -huh. Um, that's it. But I would like to go. We Iceland. It's really, really nice, you know. They have igloos, and that's why I said there's, I know Canada's closest, but I know that there are those over in Iceland as well. I just really, I guess, I guess then I lean toward a white Christmas in that regard, um, mm -hmm. because I just, I would like that thing, to do snow and be intimate with, but again, you got to take, to me, that's not someplace I would go by myself. I would have to have a significant other or a boo friend to go with me type thing, but Iceland. I'm going to say Um, Because I do have children. <laughs> so we get two, two options for me. I got two options. <laughs> so with the children, I agree with uh, Marshall's son. Because you, if you have children, you know you want to keep them occupied. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they will drive you absolutely bars. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also good to keep them occupied and to get keep them engaged. In, because if you don't keep them engaged, then... They will they will take that for granted and look at it as oh this is just another thing that everybody mm -hmm. does baby everybody don't need to do this okay this is a this is a privilege mm -hmm. this is you know something that you should cherish I'm not saying you gotta hold it like it's gold but it's a memorable moment I need you to remember me and not it's my help okay <laughs> <laughs> but. I did this for you, but I'm doing this for me. So you ain't not doing it. It's this for y'all, okay? Um, but yes, I agree. So we went to uh, Massanutten. We all have been, and I feel like something, a resort or some sort like that, would be great to share a Christmas experience. Again, I've traveled for Christmases in different places. So to give them that experience in itself, you know, I think that would be an awesome thing to do. Um, but for me, excuse me, it was the bubbles. Um, I would love, 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 like bucket list to do a Christmas in Paris. Mm, okay. I don't know why, but it just, Seems is like it's not. Mm -hmm. That's not. Yeah, I really don't know what. Um, I don't know what it is, but for some reason, that's Christmas in Paris. Because what I do know, because my name is French, I have an obsession with Paris, just naturally, and France in general. Um, 
but the lights and a lot of the tourist attractions, and I am one who likes to walk through museums and look at paintings mm -hmm. and all, you know, go through uh, the parks and look at statues. My, my parents did that with us. Um, being in Washington, D.C., we were amongst the tourists living there. Right. So because I had that and I like, like to do that, I feel like to me, Paris has a lot of attractions and a lot of things that mm -hmm. you can literally go look at and look at the history. I'm not a big history buff, but I enjoy it. I'm always, you know, I'm always up to learn things. Um, and little, it's to me, knowing a little bit of everything, a little bit of something, a little bit of a lot of things, it's just as valuable as being like a master in one thing, you know, because having a little bit of knowledge and a lot of stuff, it can come in handy. I'm not saying you got to be a know-it-all, but, you know, I think that's more like, yeah, personally. just a little bit. A little bit of a lot and a lot about it. Right. I think that allows you to be open to communicate with more people. Yeah. And I have my own um, battles that I deal with myself with just being reserved about other cultures. But for some reason, that culture in itself is something that I gravitate to. So because I don't gravitate to a lot of other cultures, maybe this will be the one that will help me to become more open. Mm -hmm. So and I'm, I'm always I'm border, underlying, I'm borderline, underlying optimistic. I'm a realist, but I have some optimism in there. Um, and that's just a Sagittarian in me, I guess. Um, about to be Sagittarius season. Oh. <laughs> okay. so I told you she'd come out sometime. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, more times in December than any other time of the year. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I think Christmas in Paris would be wonderful. Like the lights and the twinkliness and, you know, just oh, that, the romance. The romance, like that whole, like, oh. So she's trying to live a hallmark. I, I'm trying to be that. She's trying to be that hallmark. And I would do a whole video vlog, <laughs> vlog, like, hey, you know, like the whole thing, and know that no one probably know what we're watching, but I don't care. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is your memory. This is for me. Okay. This is for me. And that's like when I go live. I tell people all the time, no one really cares, but I'm doing it because I want to. <laughs> so that's my answer to that. Sorry, guys, I had a moment of conceitedness, but I will. Um, so, next one. Next question. Okay. All right, my bad. So, fifth one, fifth one, fifth question. All right. Is Christmas important to you and why? Uh, oh, is it my turn to go first? Um, Christmas, okay, let me stop. As far as the true meaning of Christmas and what the representation of it is, yes, it absolutely is. Because although we do gifts and the whole family time, trust and believe, my children know the real purpose of Christmas. As far as the birth of Jesus and the events that took place and all of that. Do they also understand that Jesus wasn't born in December? Yes. <laughs> they know that too. Um, so for me, the true meaning of Christmas and the reason why we celebrate it as far as this point in time of year because of the car, this is any other, the true meaning of Christmas, they completely understand. And I 
I love it. I I embrace it. Um, I I am uh, watching like the whole story of Jesus and his birth. It's always a movie. It's a few that I like that um, we watch and you know that whole thing. Like the whole true meaning of it. Yes, um, but we do understand and uh, we can appreciate the uh capitalized mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the capitalized uh purpose of Christmas as well. We can recognize it. Um however I do do my best to teach them that it's not just about getting gifts. And to keep it into perspective, I know some people don't agree, but my children understand that in order to get Christmas in general, it's not, oh, just something. Oh, it's every time of year, I'm going to get something. No. Right. You may no, not you it. may not. Depending on your behavior, depending on what you have done in school, depending on like your life, it's not just about getting things. Um, it's also about giving. So we also have a tradition where each year, we put all the kids' names in the hat, not the adults, just the kids, and we let the kids pick names, do a little secret Santa, or as we call it secret sister, secret sibling, where so they get a chance to go out and spend their money on each other so that they understand it's not just getting, but having the opportunity to give, to serve, is just, if not even more, fulfilling. And then just and important than just getting something or always getting something and to me that is a value that is taught and they'll grasp it you know like truly understand it eventually some faster than others but they'll understand that and for me that's the true overall meaning of the capitalization of christmas but the actual like religious um Meaning they understand fully, they know the story inside and out, and that that sticks with them as well. So Christmas is very, very, it's important. It's definitely important. And um, I just think that even me as a quote-unquote Christian woman, um, you have to be able to teach all angles or all sides and let them maneuver and make up their minds themselves mm-hmm. um and respect that even if you because eventually i mean they'll come around you know if it's something that you don't agree with necessarily they'll come around and if they don't they will at least understand right so now you're creating other things like empathy and things like that what's the trash can in the kitchen baby. um so for me uh yeah it for if nothing else, Christmas, like the holiday season, is definitely a season of service mm-hmm. and to teach or to have. It's a perfect opportunity with ample opportunities to teach children to serve, if nothing else. Right. I think to me, okay, so the question is still, because I'm like, is Christmas important to you or what? <clears throat> I agree with everything that was just saying. Let me just let me let me let me do that right there. Okay. Ah, ah, all right. Is Christmas important to you? Was the question and why? To me personally, no. 
Here's why. Because that was the question. I, a lot of what is instilled, instilled in people in Christmas, and this is culturally, and speaking to the United States, is instilled in me, or has been instilled in me, was instilled in me as a child, all year Christmas to me, and I think it came up definitely when we did, you know, our, our last episode about holiday movies. Um, my favorite holiday movies are the anti-Christmas movies. Like, it's <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas, it's The Grinch, and it's A Christmas Carol. And yes, they all came around at the end, but that's the end. The actual meat of the movies with Scrooge or with The Grinch was like, ah. and you know what? The Grinch, I think, was the movie that is the is the movie that exemplifies why Christmas to what it's become mm-hmm. is not important to me. Mm-hmm. Because Christmas has become to me extremely overcapitalized. I'm not gonna get into the whole that old thing. I'm we still gonna keep us happy the holidays now. But and I understand where that comes from because it, it all roots back to the three kings. When mm-hmm. people acknowledge that that's where the whole gift-giving thing comes from, it comes back to the three kings. I'm not ignorant on, on the, the origins of Christmas. It's got Christ in the name, people, okay? And for y'all who decided to write it with an X, do better. At least acknowledge, acknowledge the Christ in Christmas because that's where it comes from. Even if you don't necessarily agree with it, even if you don't believe in it, whatever you may do, my thing is still be respectful. Do I celebrate Hanukkah? No. But I went to, I can respect what it's for because I went to a temple for after school for six years with Jewish people. I know where that comes from. I know where the Torah comes from. I know where all these things come from, whether I agree with them or not, whether I celebrate them or not, respect for that holiday. Same with Ramadan, same with Chinese New Year, whatever. Is it something I celebrate personally? No. But is it something that I understand? Yes. Christmas to me is much the same. I did not grow up in a Christian household. God and I got an up-down relationship. I think I've jumped between being Jewish and Christian in various stages of my life because of how I feel about Jesus or don't feel about Jesus at any given day. I'm going to be honest, that's just who I am. But when it comes to what it should mean, I had that all year, guys. So that's that one day isn't it for me. Um, especially knowing how Christmas came to be through Saturnalia, which you know what that is, look it up. But again, how we got to December in the first right. place? Because there was a, there was the Romans were involved, the Greco-Romans were involved. Their empires was a lot. There's a lot of history a lot. to get us to where we are. And because I am an appreciative of history, especially Roman history, I understand all of that. To me, Christmas as it stands is not important because of what it's become. And that same thing can go for, for marriage, why for another time we've had some talks about it. But a lot of stuff that there exists in society is not important to me because of what society has done to me. If you get to the origins, I'm with you. But what society has done to it makes me go, no, nah, not really. I appreciate the true meaning and values of Christmas. Yes, to me, those should go all year round. And in a lot of ways, it's so different than Black History Month. Black History Month to me, I'm black all year, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> black all year, guys. It, it ain't just February, honey. Yeah, it's not. Build this off in March. So, right. Right. It's, listen. Summertime, I just it's, it's a white winter all year. It's a black winter all year. You know what I'm saying? Like, we literally did this thing about white winters being the day before and the day after. The same with my blackness. The same with these values of Christmas. So, to me, is Christmas important to me as a holiday? No. 
as a value system, yeah. But I had that before. And again, I love the Grinch to get back to that point. And then I'll wrap it here. I love the Grinch because his whole thing was, I'm going to take away their boxes. And he I literally stands on top of the mountain and goes, but I took away their bag. I took away their boxes and shoes and tags. Like, what's, what? I took your stuff and you Why still you get outside, hold hands and sing Dahoo Dorks. Like, it, maybe Christmas is a little bit more. And for that, while it, it seems very anti-Christmassy to me, the, the movie The Grinch, and I know a lot of people love, it is the quintessential Christmas movie to me because of the message. Mm -hmm. So is it important to me? I, I have always identified with The Grinch, and I always will, because not that I'm trying to take Christmas, but that realization that it's more. Mm -hmm. It's more. So is it important? Yes and no. Yes, from the statement of what it really is about, no from the commercialization and capitalization of what is correct. That's right. I can understand. Boom. That's all I guess. So I guess, you know, I got to top that right there. <laughs> so look, I agree with everything she said. I agree with everything that she said. <laughs> and my whole thing is Christmas has changed over the years. Yes, it has. It has changed. The values have changed. The story behind everything has changed. The way it's capitalized has changed. Traditions have changed. It's changed just from growth from as a child. You know, I, it sound getting gifts. I was good this year. And then, you know, it went to, you know, it went from that. Uh, we also, you know, I'm Christian too. Um, so we grew up in the church. So we know what Christmas Day is symbolic for. Mm -hmm. But we know it's not the actual time that it happened. But it's a perfect time of year to have. Sure, why not? And as I've grown, my beliefs have changed on a lot of stuff. The capitalism side of it, the, the Christian belief side of it. There's a lot that have changed. Every time I get to this time of year, I always have one conflict. What am I giving my kids this year? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean as a present. I mean, what can I give them at the end of this year that they can take along with them for the rest of their lives starting the next year? Mm -hmm. that's what I get down to. I can't necessarily give them, they know the story of Christ. Let me say that first. Whether they retain it or not, I may be a cult right? Yeah, it's completely <laughs> up to the child. And no, I don't push it on them all the time because my thoughts, beliefs, and fact findings have changed as far as that. That does not mean that I'm no longer a Christian. That just means that now I'm being enlightened by original stories, other facts that go along with it, things of that nature. So believe in God, so believe in Jesus. So don't take that, don't. But the don't fact, at him. Yeah, what but don't at me. At me. Everybody says that to say, don't, don't at me though. Don't oh, at you me. at me, but, I just don't care. But my beliefs are evolved. So because of that, I don't want to steer them in the wrong direction mm -hmm. and find out that it's wrong. Because mm -hmm. I feel like some of us can be at fault for that as well. Um, but I do try to always teach them to uphold that value, the giving, the serving, the being nice, the fact that, yes, for Santa Claus' sake, you're naughty all through the year. What makes you think you deserve a gift? What makes you think you deserve a break? What makes you think you deserve anything at this point if you haven't done, if you haven't consistently 
done the good acts that you're supposed to be doing, you know, uh, taking care of your chores that you already know, not back talking your elders, not back talking your parents, not back talking, you know, uh, anyone that, you know, a teacher. Um, not back talking, Ms. Siobhan. Yeah, Ms. Siobhan. Ms. Siobhan might swing on you. But my thing is uh, <laughs> doing your work on time, um, behaving. These are things that, you know, that you need to be consistently doing, not because it's, you know, it's close to Christmas time. Oh, I got to make sure that I clean my slate off. No. Uh, going above and beyond helping somebody. You know what I mean? Like, uh, these are things that you don't have to do and nobody tells you to do it, but you see, you know, something is of concern and it's like, well, let me see if I can help them with it. Just getting, you know, into that whole thing. So with my kids, they know Christmas is coming right after Christmas. <laughs> They already start their countdown. Okay, it's 365 days and this comes again. And that may be a bad way to look at it. But they also know they don't believe in certain things that comes along with Christmas or Santa situation. They don't. They also know that people work hard. Hmm? I'm sorry to cut you off, but the whole Santa Claus thing, no one in my house has ever believed in Santa Claus. I never did it. Well, and I and I get that. I, I get that. Our household didn't grow up like that. And I told y'all, funny story, but yeah. I told y'all that it took the them a while before they finally admitted to it. No, like, like you said, right. we don't have no chimney. That was one. So you about to tell me this big fat white man about to come in who black neighborhood is right, right, right. right. That, that, that was one. Like, and my dad was like, what you not going to do? Right. That was what right. you, my parents were those parents. Right. What you and not going to do is tell me that I'm that they bust and they but save up money X Y and Z to and get this this and somebody else get credit. Not only that, if there's a Santa Claus, why did Christmas sales? Right. Why does why is Black Friday even a exactly. thing? Right. And my what? parents, I will 100 percent I just want to cap that and say yes to Michelle's point. My mother literally told me. You would never grow up believing in Santa Claus because wasn't no 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 fat man gonna take fat white man gonna take credit for what I bust my butt all through the year to do for you. No, that that was the house I grew up in. I never believed in Santa nor the Easter Bunny nor any of that. To the point where Malachi went to school at four years, like preschool, yeah. like three years old, little boy, like whole class, and then you know the whole Santa Claus. My son stood up like the old man he was at three years old and was like. Y'all know there ain't no Santa Claus. Y'all Santa Claus is y'all parents because they going to work every day buying y'all stuff. <laughs> the they teacher said the, the kids was crying. There's no Santa Claus. And so, you know, most kids, you know, right. teachers are like, we didn't know what to do. Tell them the truth. Right. But see, and that's right. the other part right. of the problem is parents lying to the kids. But then you want your kids, you trying to teach your kids to tell the truth while you're lying to them every year. But that's the one for the so, so look, but get back on that one. And then my folks were the type of person like this. They didn't care whether they got credit for it or not. All they wanted to do was see the smile. And that was their thing. They just wanted to see, they wanted to see the emotion and the smile. Even though they found out later, like, y'all probably would have gotten more emotion and smiling and something like that. Yeah, y'all would have, you know, y'all would have gotten more emotion and smiling uh, if y'all had just told us the truth that it was you guys because we see you working and everything all the time. All right, there, go on back. All right. Well, mine's still running Okay. But that's neither here nor there because now it's like, okay, most families have gotten away from Santa Claus. 
but most families have always have have gotten away from the birth of Jesus Christ. Yes. So the fact that we, you know, we get to this time of the year, the main thing that I try to keep is that family, you know, that that feeling, that family love, loyalty feeling, you know, and the selflessness, I guess, mm-hmm. because it's not a time to be selfish. That's not that time. So each year I try to do at least one more thing and then talk to each kid individually. You know, it may not be the same thing that I tell them, but I also don't take away from the imagination. Like I don't go up to them like, there's no sense. That's not what I do. I just waited for them to ask. I was going to lie. You know, it started out with when they asked me, like, well, what do you believe? Well, I don't believe there is one. Well, that's what you believe. And I left it at that for a minute until they finally said, well, is there one? And I'm like, no. But yes. And they're like, huh? And I'm like, there's a story. There was a guy. There was a guy. And this is where this story came from, you know. And we've had no issues. I think it was weird the first year, and we've had no issues since. So, you know, it's important to me. But the reasons are going to be different than anybody else. You know, I use that as like, and I don't want to say a prize for the end of the year, but I feel like if you've given me 11 strong months, I got you this month. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I got you. I'm going to do it. We're going to try to be involved with family or activity or something. We have a break. Let's just take this time to, you know, to enjoy it, to woosah, and and not worry about, you know, because we don't live in school all that time. None of it. I don't even think about the job all that time. Mm -hmm. So that's our break. You want to stay up late? As long as you ain't bothering me, I don't care. Like, that's that time. And this might not be everybody else's reason, but this is mine. So I put it on high on my list. By the way, it's definitely one that's... But, you know, those those are like two. When it gets, like... Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, perfect. You put Halloween and Christmas together. I don't even know how that happened, but that was awesome because Harry those Potter. are my two. Yes. Oh, what? She said Harry Potter. What about Harry Potter? You know yes. I don't. It's a, listen, it's a you just don't have to listen to the last podcast. So. Okay. All right. Harry Potter. What she said. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So, hold on, hold on. before we do our uh, wine ratings, we have a very, very special treat. Our dearest host, Siobhan, has bought a uh, uh, Cabernet Franc. It's a 2019. And none of us have had this. So um, to begin our wine ratings, we're going to start with tasting this wine um, and give you all our instant like that review on on this particular wine. This is something that's new to the podcast. We definitely, uh, this is exciting. And um, let's let's just jump right into it. So I will go ahead and I will pour Shalom first glass. So this is a true, true wine tasting. Cabernet Franc that was Saturday, December 4th and in honor of that wine holiday. So we are a tad bit late, just a smidge, just a smidge, couple days. We're going to all taste this, as Michelle said, and you will get the truth. <laughs> um, it is a 2019 Cabernet Franc Reserva by Garçon, which is out of Uruguay. Um, Y'all know I wasn't about to say all that. We are from <laughs> butchery. We are popping grapes, everybody. Uh, I've never had a Cabernet <laughs> Franc. Has anybody else? You? No, this no, is my first one. one. So... Um, so. It smells heavy. As we know, it's to, to swirl. You hold here and here and lightly spin. Yeah, don't do that. Okay. Okay. 
smell to get that aroma. It smells fruity. Yeah. It does. It smells very fruity. Okay. Which I'm a little scared because y'all know right, which, about the Well, I'm, I'm interested because it smells so fruity and I know reds are normally drier. Yes. So to smell yes. the amount of like, it could be a drop different fruits, but it smells like it's a variety of different, like a huge variety of different fruits. All right, let's it's not like, oh, I smell this and it's strawberry. Take this sip. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, nope. I need this for something. This is definitely a dinner wine. Mm-hmm. Because this is heavy. This is a full body situation. It is very fruity on the face, though, but it's dry. Yeah. Actually. Okay, so Siobhan, give me, give us your rating. One. Um, I'm gonna read the back of this though. It says this elegant red wine is perfect, is a perfect companion for Mediterranean dishes such as roasted pork ribs or fennel and leeks, braised pork tenderloin baked with baby potatoes with rosemary. They're real specific, guys. Or pappardelle with wild mushrooms ragout. A real specific. I would read the front of this, but it's all in Spanish and I don't feel like doing it. Okay. Well, um, you're already. Oh, you gave it a one. Um, would you like to go first? Uh, what's the ratings again? What's the highest? Point zero five. through five. Zero through zero point five. five. Okay, I'm gonna be mm-hmm. I actually gave it a four. Okay. Um, wow. I like red, so I like it better than anything on the table <laughs> that was red. Okay. Um, but I probably would have gave it a higher ranking if I added to something. Maybe the ribs that actually sounded good with it. I think it needs to be balanced out with food. It's not something you want to drink by itself. No, I wouldn't give it that. But I like reds, so I give it a four. Okay. Actually, um, actually, so that's good. Actually, I was actually contemplating when I say do I want to do a three or three point five. Um, as you just saw, I did decide to give it a three point five because one, this is my first time having it. So I want to leave room for growth and for other uh, wines um, when I actually get a chance to taste them. That's always the thing. Um, and if it's better, then I, it's easier for me to raise it up, okay. you know, gotcha. and raise gotcha. um, However, I will say this is something that I definitely feel needs to decant um, yes. for a good 40 minutes to really let the aromas, because like you said, it smelled extremely yes. fruity, and I feel like the more time spent out, it would be can't, and that, you know, the flavors would uh, awaken, if anything else. Like you said, this is definitely a dinner wine. In my opinion, we are not experts. Please, please, please know this. These are just our opinions. Um, so, and and again, you can take them with a grain of salt or you can hold them to have a high value, but we want to let you know we are not experts. However, so going back to this, this is definitely a dinner wine in our opinion, in my opinion. Uh, with this, like you said, a rib, uh, a nice chicken. I don't see this as a steak wine because it's not that heavy as the as heavy as the Merlot. For me, the Merlot was a hefty wine where, yeah, I want a good steak. I want something that's gonna be like. Give me the itis, you know, that type thing. With this, I think a nice chicken, a nice rib, maybe even a meatloaf, something of that sort would do, would complement this very well. 
No, like you said, this is not a sit around after I get home from work, drink wine. This mm-hmm. is a true dinner wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that in itself, I I, I like friends. I like I like but I, <laughs> but I enjoy I truly enjoy a drier wine um and this was nice for me it was smooth it didn't have that net like that bitter taste mm-hmm. at the end how some red wines at the end have a bitter taste and you like I mean it was good but woo, this doesn't have that so um if you don't like that bitter taste at the end this is something that you may want to consider in my opinion, it didn't have like that. It had a dry, fruity aftertaste to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care for it. Again, I stick with my one. <laughs> um, but I will, I will, I will say that. Yes. So if you find yourself leaning more towards the wines, you may actually like this. If you figure I am not a wine drinker, like my lovely partner on the other side, I'm not a red. She's. I mean, that's what I mean. Red drinker. Did I say wine drinker? You said wine drinker. I'm sorry. I got a whole podcast about wine right. right. I'm sorry. I did not mean that. I did a drinker. I was like, I don't think. That's I, yeah, I didn't say that, that, right? <laughs> I, I told you, my mind and my brain and my mouth, they be doing different things sometimes. Um, And that was what I said. Uh, but I apologize. I meant bread drinker. Yes, if you're not uh, someone who leans more towards breads, then this may not be. This is not a good intro to red if, you, if you're coming off the white. Correct. Correct. At all. It's heavy. Don't do this to yourself. Okay. So we're going to go uh, to the rest of our wine that we had. We had five others on the table. So we're going to try to be as quick as possible. Um, so the first we'll start with is the hot pink by Menage a Trois. Um, this was originally given to us and brought to us by Michelle. <laughs> um, I gave this a 2.5. It's too sweet. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It is sugar, guys. If you like cotton candy, this is for you. If you need a carnival drink, if you got a theme happening, this is for you. I was like, it's a little bubbly and I can deal with that, but the sugar, when I smelled it, I said, oh, this is cotton candy. Then when I tasted it, I said, oh, this is cotton candy. It's cotton candy, guys. And I understand that it's part of Menage a Trois' uh, sweets collection. So they tell you. They can tell you. They, they tell you. They did not. They did not. They no fibs were stopped. No fibs is happening. They told you the truth. Um, the other part of this is it is not pink. It is a sweet rosé blend. Now, for those who know anything about a rosé, they tend to be sweeter anyway. So they just did sugar on top of sugar on top of sweet on top of sweet. And I, I ooh. My diet, I don't have diabetes, but I might after that goes. Okay? It guys, be prepared, be ye prepared if you decide to, to indulge in that. A boyfriend? 2.5. So it's funny that we gave it the same thing. I gave it a 2.5 because it's extremely sweet. I thought wine cooler, not wine. Okay. You know, that's that's what came to mind. If you're looking for a wine cooler, that's probably it. That's probably it right there. Uh, if you're looking for a wine that tastes like a wine cooler, that's it right there. I'm not going to talk bad about it because some people look for wines and yes, they look for the fruity drinks. Yes. That's what you're looking yes. for. Yes. And this may be the thing for you. It was not what I was looking for. And yes, I taste the rosé in it and I'm like, rosé is already sweet. So if you're putting sugar on top of sugar, two things are going to happen with that. Diabetes and headache. 
you're going to get a headache from the sugar rush, no question, because it's in there. Mm. It's not a bad taste. I'm not going to sit up there and say that it's a bad taste, but it, I didn't want cotton candy. I didn't want something that sweet. It's really, really sweet. So, you know, it's I was able to... desserts. It yes, is yes. And I know if you look at their bottle that they had it between a medium sweet to a sweet, it's in the middle. It's not, guys. It is sweet on the dessert. Um, Michelle, originally, you gave it a three. Where you stand today? Same. Okay. Yeah. We're not too far off. We're not too far off. And so the next up is a Gewürztraminer by Brand Board out of Oregon, USA. This is a white semi-sweet. I originally gave it a three. Today, I gave it a 3.5. So I think because it's been sitting, um, you know, it actually did enhance it. It had a little more toxic you can, uh, which rights don't tend to need to do. But I think because this is a drier, it may have. So that's where I stand. And I will uh, turn it to Michelle. I actually gave it a four. Oh. I quite um, enjoyed that. Um, to me, it was very clean. Yes. It was very subtle. Um, to me, this is I'm home. Nice bubble bath uh, with like my tray in front of me. My uh, I have my glass of reverse demeanor and um, and you know just enjoying and relaxing and unwinding. To me, this was an unwind wine. So um, I I did I enjoy. I don't really have any complaints about this one. Um, as you said, I think if because we did get it after you opened it. Uh, maybe the decanting helped a little bit more in reference, but I did. I, I enjoyed it, so I gave it a four. It's definitely clean. Yeah, it's clean. very clean. It's like on its own. It's honest. It's a yes. clean, honest look. This is what you get, boyfriend. Uh, I'll get it before. Okay. <laughs> I actually like it. Um, and I'm a red wine drinker, so that's surprising to me. I really did like it. You don't need anything with it, and maybe decanting helped. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know, but it seems like the flavor, it, it, it's subtle, it's smooth, it's clean, mm-hmm. it's calming. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's it's good. I like it. I probably would add that to this. That was okay. nice. That was a nice choice, Shovel. You yeah. know I did this last week. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I had a good one last week. <laughs> that was nice. So next up, we have Mama Mia again another menage a trois because if you haven't been paying attention Michelle been running through menage a trois guys yes I am cur- I'm almost finished with the brand I have one more left um that I will be uh making into a cocktail later on for our uh, Christmas karaoke coming soon coming soon right. so this is the menage a trois la Viche, as Michelle decided to put an accent on it <laughs> so collection uh Merlot and originally, you gave it uh, 2.5. You stand, you stand by that? Today? With the Merlot, I actually gave it a 3. Maybe said the king. And, and I think, and I was going to say, I was going to say, I couldn't remember my rating, but I gave it a 3 today. And, the, and at first, I wasn't going to try it today, but I was like, no, I'm going to try it. I gave it a 3. And now that you say it was 2.5, I said that, one, it is slightly chill because my husband put it in the <laughs> Love him. Um, but the decanting a little bit, definitely, I think it helped. 
Okay. Anyhow, it's still heavy. It's still a dinner wine. It's still steak, potato, like a nice sweet potato. Like it is that wine for me. Um, but it wasn't bad. And as I stated, this is my first Merlot. Yeah. So I haven't had, I don't have a lot to rank it against, which is another reason why I'm like, I'm not going to cap it at a four or anything like that because I don't have anything to compare it to. So, but I'll leave it at a three. So I also, this is my first Merlot. You know, we pop bottles. Great. We pop grapes. Pop bottles, pop grapes. So um, with that, I'm going to give this a one. And you know, guys, yeah. So for my fellow white lovers out in the world, don't start here. I need to start. I feel like somebody, if y'all can, fellow whiners and beautiful people, introduce me, let me know of a good segue white to red. Okay? Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. Because these reds, I feel, are for the true red loves. Because they are heavy. And I know that most reds tend to be dry and they tend to be heavy unless you literally go find a sweet red. But they tend to be heavy. I need a light body red, guys. If y'all can su- suggest any, please. Because these are true dinner wines. And a light, like she said, it's very steaky. Like, you need that. And I don't eat steak, okay? I don't own it. So I gave you blue friend. Got zero for people. Oh, wow. All right, so look, and I'm a red, but... Merlot has to decant for a certain amount of time. That's true, sir. And you have to have the proper food with it. I can't give this an honest judgment without having the right food with it. I saying It's absolutely nasty to me, Brendan. Uh, there's a second taste and an aftertaste that is still lingering in my mouth after I drink other that's on the table. I had to give it a zero. And that's not saying that it's the worst or the best one in the world, because if you like it, that's fine, and I'm not knocking it. I don't drink Merlot like that. But I do remember the last two times that I've had it. The first time I had it was a steak dinner. It was mm-hmm. steak and, I think, uh, mashed potatoes and, and broccoli or something like that. But it was it worked. And I don't eat steak all the time. I'm not a steak eater. You know, give me fish or chicken anytime. That's just me. So I would have to find a meal to balance this out to give it an honest opinion, but just off break like it is, zero. Okay. And maybe 0. 0.5 because it may have potential. Just so I don't drop you all the way at the bottom, but I feel like you can only move up from there. Maybe if I and that's fine. Up. No, that's fine. That's your honest opinion. And we completely appreciate Everybody ain't about red, white, more rosé. Some people have their specialty. Right. Next up is a Zinfandel by... Um, Terreno Estates, um, which was, this was originally mine. I initially gave it a three. Today I gave it a one, so I'm coming in the middle of a two. Um, it's also, it's a heavy dinner. It's a heavy dinner. And that was my first Zinfandel. We have popped a lot of grapes, guys. This was my first Zinfandel in order of Zinfandel Day, which was, I think, November 17th or something of the sort. Um, it's also, it's just another red dinner. To me now, what I will say the Zinfandel versus the Merlot is Merlot, for what I tasted, was more was berry. Mm-hmm. So, if you like, like of the berries, I would say Merlot over the Zin. Okay, uh, Michelle. Um, I enjoyed the Zinfandel, I gave it a three. Okay. I enjoyed it, I felt like this was 
Um, I was because I've had a white Zinfandel, right? Yeah, but I haven't had a, just a, a genuine true Zinfandel. Um, so for me, this is good again, can't give it a top rating because again, it's the first one, just leaving room for growth. Um, but I did, I enjoyed it outside of the German, yep, <laughs> the middle part was escaping me. Um, this, this was really good for me. Like, I, I enjoyed it. I was like, cool. Again. <laughs> uh, I think it needs to be, I think it needs to set up. So what's the rating? I gave it zero. Again, I think, and here's what sucks. I think these two wines need to be with food. Yes. I think it would be a difference with food. However, I couldn't swallow the first taste. I dumped out the rest immediately. I didn't even give it a chance to start filming. I don't know if she caught it or not. <laughs> I was not about to put that garbage back in my mouth. And if I had to rate between the two, yes, the Merlot is a little barrier. Mm-hmm. All right. But what got me with the Merlot was that aftertaste, which food would have soaked that up and you wouldn't have tasted it. Mm-hmm. It would have been balanced. I couldn't get past the first taste with the Zinfandel. And I've had Zinfandel. So I don't. Maybe it's just that brand. It could be or that brand, can. and I'm not knocking. Everybody's palate's different. And you know, um, this is all I've had to eat today. That could have affected it, too. Definitely. I don't know. Definitely. I don't know. So um, I'm not saying that I wouldn't give it a second chance, but I'm saying that I wouldn't give it a second chance right now. Okay. Got it. So. Okay. And the final thing, which is what we started with, was Mommy's Happy Juice, Mommy's Holiday Happy Juice, courtesy of Michelle. Her blend of Riesling, Brut Champagne, and pineapple juice and grapefruit juice together. Originally, um, Michelle had a four for her concoction. And I'm still there. And she's still there. <laughs> um, I gave it a three five. I said, it's chill. It's a good nightcap. It's a little bitter because of <laughs> the grapefruit and the crayon part of the crayon mm-hmm. apple. And I taste that because my bitter taste buds are always like, awake. awake. They are always want to They're like, how am I going to They're always, what's that? What's that? What's that? So I gave it a three five, but I actually really liked it. It is one of those things where you, your couch, a book, and nobody in your face. And you are good. If somebody comes in your face, it doesn't matter because it's so happy. Yes, you're happy at that point. So you're happy. The worst they can do is take you from happy to content. (laughs) And then when they leave and their presence leaves with them, you are back to happy, mommy. Okay. So I gave that three five. And and Marshall, where are you? I gave it a five. Um, I enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed it. If there were more. Is that my first five? That is. That is I, I definitely gave it a five. Um, it it was just right for me. Um, it wasn't too sweet. I like bitter. You know, I, I like sour. I like mm-hmm. that. So that was perfect. I drank it down. It's gone. I wish I had some more. Um, got a five. I definitely could see going to the fridge after getting off from work and saying. <laughs> I am corrected because Trey Proper, who we've had, if y'all know he's been on, gave a five to Jay Vineyard's Pinot Noir. Okay. Back okay. in our first time huh. out. But it's, it's this one. It's, it's the it's one. two. It's the two. We don't have another five. We don't. So that means that our top three are in third place coming in 
at a 2.8 is the Cabernet Franc by Garcon, um, which I guess is apropos because, you know, it was just their holiday on the court. In second place, coming in at a 3.8, we have the Gewürz Schreiner by Brand Gore, which was a semi-sweet white. Love it, love it. And coming in at first place with a 4.1 collectively was Mommy's Happy Juice. <laughs> so if you want to get your own Happy Juice, get you some Riesling, some Brut Champagne, um, some Cranberry apple, apple Juice, and some Grapefruit Juice. And make your own situation happen, okay? Amen. 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 Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for joining us on this wonderful December holiday time episode of A Little Something to Learn About with your host, Ty A. Michelle and Siobhan Camille. And we'd like to thank our guests once again for always, always, always being a friend of the podcast. But, guys, let us know if you heard any of those questions. What's your favorite holiday, you know, warm or cold? Let us know. Like, talk to us. What, what's going on for your holidays? What have been some of your best holidays yeah. experiences? We want to hear from you. Um, follow us on a little something to whine about on Instagram. Again, that's a little something. The number two. Whine about. And as always... There's nothing wrong with a little one. Merry Christmas!